I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are listening to Tribulation Farce. I am Tim. This is my wife, Jennifer. Hello. Jennifer, how are you doing on this Saturday? Um, I'm a little sleepy, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we were like, we're gonna record this episode tomorrow for, I feel like, five days in a row. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> a little bit of uh, travel woes post-GeeklyCon, the con for which we go to, and here we are, sleepy two weeks after GeeklyCon's over. yes. Yes. But I stayed after a little bit longer, and both of us stayed out longer than we expected, because these goddamn airlines... The freaking air... Man, I wish Rayford Steele had been flying my plane. Maybe we would have gotten to, to home on time. The fact that Bucky is able to get to Heathrow <laughs> easier than our friend John did... <laughs> That's actually very fucked up, that our our airplane situation is currently more fucked up than post-Rapture airline travel. <laughs> yeah, it took them four days to be like, eh. Yeah. We're good. Like, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that is one of many, many things in this book that are like, I don't think it would happen like that. Well, 1994 was pre-capitalism. <laughs> nothing, nothing was bad. I'm sure no. back then the airlines ran things just so well. Like. I would love to see the data because I think there's an argument to be made that Maybe they were run better, and but a lot of these things that appear that they ran better, you like actually see the data, like holy fuck, this is so much worse. This actually sucks. Um, but you didn't have to pay for goddamn bags. Yeah, man. As far as I am aware, I think that you were allowed to just like have like cocktails and like waitresses in the sky give you cigarettes. Yeah, back in, in the day, back in 1994, when things made sense. Back in 1994. I mean. Every time this book doesn't say that Buck took his shoes off or mentioned TSA pre-check. <laughs> like, what, what, what? And I'm like, all right, whatever. How Buck would definitely have TSA pre-check and he would like <laughs> brag about it a lot. No, he would have global entry. Oh man, yeah, he'd have a special thing. He'd so. be like, TSA pre-check are bitches. <laughs> He would say that, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, history is continuing uh, being made as we as we sit here. But, uh, Jennifer, do you have any um, fun little tidbits to interject? Oh, well, we're, you mean just about this chapter? We're going to get into some stuff. Well, you know, just, no, the days that we're living in. Oh, the days we're living in. Oh, they're bad. They're so bad. <laughs> 
We experienced uh, we, a flood. Yeah, we had like two flash floods in our home within like two days of mm-hmm. each other, which is apparently very unusual. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's like fires happening again on the West Coast right now. You yeah. know, you're normal. I, I think there's floods in Kentucky. So we are living in very uh, post-apocalyptic rapture-like times. It's funny that, um, you know, we live in these times that are so obviously fucked due to corporate greed and government negligence and, and, and political greed. Yeah. But yet, I still find the conversation in the chapter for which we're going to read cartoonish. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah. but maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> <you know? laughs> no, there are, yeah, there, there's some stuff in this chapter that's kind of like, well, you're kind of right, but yeah. also very wrong. Um, I was thinking we could make uh, some recommendations. Okay. And I probably should have we're, we're doing this one hot, as we said. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what Tim's even going to say right now. We're going to... Well, you, you're always trying to capture an energy when yes. you record. Some people want to capture a consistent energy. I like to to see what happens. Just pull the energy from the, the day. Exactly. And the energy, well, I will say my energy feels weird. Mm. I feel weird right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm only taking part of my meds. But. I'm obsessed with a video game, so... All you're, you're talking about left behind and whatever. And I'm just head. thinking of like <laughs> conveyor belts He's running and, the simulations and oil and iron throughput. Well, that's um, good. That's good practice because that's what you're going to be doing in the future <laughs> when you become, uh, 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 you know, not slave is not the word I'm looking for. When Indentured you, servant. Yeah, to the capitalists slash the robots that yeah. are going to take over. So as I was saying, um, I think we should do some quote-unquote recommendations, meaning what are some of the podcasts that you are listening to <gasps> yeah. or consuming in, in, in podcasts, YouTube slash uh, audiobooks that help make sense of our world a little bit. That actually, Tim... You didn't know it, but you just teed me up first thing, thing that I wanted to talk about, which is that... We're married. <laughs> guys, I need to let you know, stop hitting on us. We're married, okay? <laughs> uh, no, I I have uh, re- recently, within the past few months, started listening to a podcast called Knowledge Fight. And I think I've actually mentioned it on here before. But they go through and do deep dives on Alex Jones. So they will play his episodes and, like, break down, like, this is where he's talking nonsense, which is, like, honestly, like, 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. But I, I think between that and listening to QAnon Anonymous... I, my ability to recognize, like, conspiracy theory bullshit is very high. Yeah. And there were definitely some, like, trigger phrases in this chapter that I was like, oh, I recognize that shit. Yeah. Is there a specific uh, QAnon Anonymous slash Knowledge Fight? Oh, my gosh. You've you've recommended Knowledge Fight to me. That even feels a little... Uh, advanced. It is a lot. Knowledge Fight is tough. Actually, I, I feel like the specific... Hold on. Because Knowledge Fight, um, you know, is, like Jennifer said, only about Alex Jones. It's only about... Well, Alex Jones and his his retinue of right. insane people. Right. Um. So, Alex Jones... I think the one... The we place might, that's we, good to start... Let me interrupt you. We might get a meow soon. Yeah, we got a, we got a this, cat staring this laser, at us right now. He, he wants attention up. very bad. Yeah, we might get a meow soon. So there are, like, honestly, there are, like, 700 Knowledge Fight episodes. Exactly. (laughs) They put out multiple a week, which is why they're, like, the strongest human beings on the planet. Because they listen to Alex Jones so much. Um, But if you go to their their podcast and search Formulaic Objections, those are the depositions for Alex Jones' Sandy Hook trial. And they are crazy. (laughs) They're 
are so good. And listening to the lawyers basically back the various InfoWars people into a corner where it's like, you either need to admit that you did crime or that you're the stupidest person on the planet. Uh, <laughs> uh, can you say it again? Knowledge Fight episode. Uh, well, it's a, it's a series. series. It's a series of episodes. If you search formulaic objections. Knowledge Fight formulaic objections. What about, uh, Cuna Anonymous? Is, oh, I mean, there's like good. a billion of them. They're yeah. so good. Like, it depends on what, I mean, honestly, that one, you could just like start from the beginning. I, I, I can't remember. Now my problem is I don't remember which ones are premium and which are regular. Yeah. They do, they, there's an episode on Gaia TV, which is this like weird ass, like, I don't even know if it's like a real TV station, but it's like uh, internet TV that has many alien enthusiasts mm. and other conspiracy theorists people. And that one's just straight up really funny. That sounds good. That uh, sounds good. Yeah. yeah. That one we could probably just like scroll through. Just see whatever see. tickles your fancy. In right. It. Um, they actually, I think there was, hold on, let me just look really quick. Cause I feel like there was a really good one that they just did. While you're looking, I will recommend another show that Jennifer recommended to me. And that's the five, four podcast. Oh my God. It's so we good. Perhaps mentioned in the show before. But just start at episode one. Yeah, five four is amazing. It will validate you in being like, I kind of felt like all the Supreme Court stuff was bullshit, but yeah. now you can be like, oh, it's it for sure. Three is. extremely funny law people talking about why the Supreme Court sucks, and it's very, very, very good and funny and depressing, but more funny than depressing. But whatever. I don't, I can't even pick a specific one. There's one I haven't listened to for Q, QAA called New Age TikTok Rabbit Hole, <laughs> which I, I, the, 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 that's a big joke in there. The New Age to QAnon pipeline. Yeah. Like that's extremely a thing. Interesting. I mean, that's one of the potential quote unquote content holes that we've discussed is going on the TikTok oh and watching God. people freak out about getting the mark of the beast, Guys, aka the COVID vaccine. Here's the thing. I joke all the time about how my brain is like completely destroyed from like digging deep in, you know, different subreddits and forums and stuff. But something about TikTok I, my brain is like, I can't go there. I'm scared yeah. of it. Yeah, totally. I, cause I, well, number one, I think the way that it's just like infinite videos forever, I like might never escape it. Yeah. And I, and I, like, there's a little part of my brain and my heart that's in the same way that we're afraid or anything left behind that it's like, what if I get convinced again? Sure. I'm like scared that someone on TikTok is going to pill me. Sure. <laughs> so I kind of, I don't know. I'm scared of it. So all that to say is that's going to definitely be like a high level Patreon to like actually <laughs> look at TikTok because I'm scared of it. Cool. Well, those are some uh, uh, scattershot recommendations for things because I know people are always curious. Yeah, good background stuff. And like, honestly, if you're a, a podcast freak like me who listens to just a truly absurd amount, <laughs> finding something like Knowledge Fight that's like 700 hours of like two hour long episodes. Yeah, oh, no, you're so good. You're, you're oh, actually, freak. there was a specific one. They recently, I, I, they did, they went over. Alex Jones shows on 9-11 and the day after. And those were nuts. Joe Rogan came on the Alex Jones show on 9-11. And, like, the shit that he's talking about, I highly recommend listening to that one. <laughs> um, that one was very recent. I'll tell you the number of it. It is episode 703 and 704. Well, there you go. There you go. Lots of, um, I was going to say lots of things to entertain you, but that's subjective. Mm. Yeah, if you're sick, if you're a sicko like me, then you'll be entertained. I mean, I feel like Tim can hear me around the house just laughing because because <laughs> I'm just like dying at like whatever crazy guests that Alex Jones has on and him being just being himself. He's you need to- chapter ten. <laughs>
friggin' flying to London because he's got to find out what happened to his friend Dirk Burton, yeah, who's dead, by the way. The Dirk Burton uh, escapade is is heating up. Um, like Buck said before, he wants to go to London because he doesn't trust the goddamn phone, and he needs to get from New York City to Heathrow. Um, three days ish after the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, and it's all fine. They don't just to well, talk to somebody. I was about to say he, they don't lose his bags, but of course Buck wouldn't travel with a check bag. Oh yeah, don't be a dummy. No, he has his one carry on with like a fake mustache and a nose, and you know, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, a weird hat. So American he, for dummies book. Like, <laughs> he's got like three different um fake passports in there. Yeah, he he, he literally, literally does have a fake passport to kind of cut through the bits. He has. Uh, uh, one set of f- fake documents, uh, which I thought was an interesting concept. Like, he's like a legit, like, journalist. Like, I guess that's a thing they do. Is that do. okay? Is that okay? <laughs> I don't think that's okay. Maybe it was okay in 1994. <laughs> um, hello, Mr. Gorbazev. Um, <laughs> you look a lot like Anderson Cooper. Well, yes, I'm Gorbazev. <laughs> I am Mr. Andrew. I mean, uh. Because <laughs> Buck has. He's like number one. Yeah, people journalist know movie. him. It's, well, well, he does a little bit of costuming later That's on, true. which we'll, we'll get to. We also joke about like I, we're kind of having our cake and eating it too here of like the concept of a celebrity journalist like him, and then also dunking on him for thinking he's like I'm I'm not Buck. Yeah. I'm a different guy. Yeah, yeah. Look at my passport. But I do feel, well, I guess people don't really know what journalists look like so much, unless you are yeah. an Anderson Cooper, but that's because he's on TV. Sure, and I think, obviously, the 24-hour news cycle existed in 94, um, and not everyone is Anderson Cooper. And I bet if you get, like, two, like one rung down, 90% of the people don't know who you are. That's true. Even that's if true. you, if, even if bi- uh, one billion people know who you are. So, yeah, so... Huh. Uh, Buck flies to London. He meets up with mutual friend of he and Dirk Burton, Alan Tompkins, another Brit. Yeah. And he works for Scotland Yard. Yeah. And, uh, like we said before, he gets there. It's his trip from his apartment to, was it LaGuardia? To, yeah. uh, Heathrow to his hotel in London is like two sentences. Yeah. They just, they, they go straight. I feel like the way, fine, I actually feel like the way this chapter is arranged is really weird these to two, me. No, for sure. They, these two chapters feel insane. Like they cut in such like, like nothing has happened and you're cutting over to Rayford. Like, why is this happening right now? I, I, I'm also thinking like I was blaming my quote unquote archival backup, um, of left behind mm. because Alan makes a joke later about killing his wife. Yeah, he's always talking about his ex-wife, about her, yeah, about killing his ex-wife. But my book said, I have a life I wouldn't mind getting rid of. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna kill myself. And I was like, huh? <laughs> oh, cause right, cause you're reading the JK copy. Yeah, my co- I mean. I hope I, it causes, like, a real, like, issue. Like, yeah. a real confusion. No, I should finish setting up my, uh, St. Louis Public Library account, which says I should be able to rent books, but doesn't work for whatever reason. But part of me likes how broken my version. No, is. I think that's kind of fun, and I hope that there's like a big uh, uh, miscommunication because of it. Actually. Yeah, like what do you mean, <laughs> Nikolai Carpathia is the Antichrist? What are you talking about? No, he's, he's the a good Christ. guy. <laughs> he's the Christ. But yeah, no, the the kind of flow of this chapter reads very strangely. It feels like Jenkins wants to be. Um, Tom Clancy. Yeah, and, like the cutting back and forth thing. Yeah. Like, mm, it's, you're not executing this very well. And <laughs> you, you can tell that they know that they're doing the first 
interesting chapter of the new world, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everything we've been doing is either in, you know, present slash past, meaning the rapture happened, that was interesting, and now we're dealing with the interesting, like, out, like, the interesting uh, events for which have already happened. And now we're getting into left behind plot. Yes. Um, but, yeah, the shit is starting now. And so- sure, some of it is so two people talking and telling back you know, things that have already happened. But I think in this sense, it makes sense because they're like, oh, dude, I heard this thing. I heard this thing. Right. I mean, at least he's not doing like flashbacks within flashbacks. Exactly. Like <laughs> happened in previous <laughs> chapters. But one thing that I wanted to see if you noticed too. So they established in the very beginning of this chapter that Buck and Alan Tompkins are like the same age. But then like Alan Tompkins like keeps being like, oh, I'm my old age and like saying shit that I'm like, wait, how old are you supposed to be? I'm confused right now. Are they the same age? That, he, they say that specifically in the book that they're around the same age. Well, 27 versus 29 is... Oh, it's a huge difference, but anyway. No, you're absolutely right. They are just... really weird. They just be saying shit. Like, again, maybe it's my janky copy, but they're, like, a portion of the next chapter, I was almost had a nosebleed. Like, (laughs) this makes no (laughs) sense. (laughs) Um, So we do a quick cut again. All right, Buck is to London. He is going to go meet Alan Tompkins at... Scotland Yard because he can't have a phone conversation because yeah. what if it's being bugged? And they sort of over-explain things in a yes. way that we find annoying, specifically for Buck, because Buck is like, okay, I'll be sure to have this conversation in a way that immediately tells him how to follow my lead. By, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, Hello, Alan, I'm Buck. You've never met me before. We have never but, met before, but... <laughs> and we did not go to school together and <laughs> all that stupid dumb shit. Yeah. So anyway, that, they set that up and then immediately leave buck and go to rayford yeah and the only thing that's in rayford's trunk here is he calls the church that irene used to go to and we meet pastor bruce barnes he's one of the few people left at the fucking church we love bruce barnes um we tended do we 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 have We have conflicting emotions about Bruce Barnes. What's wrong with you, dude? (laughs) We okay. I don't like Bruce Barnes for two reasons. He's annoying, and he's the Jesus guy. He's the Jesus guy. He's the he's the guy for which um, is going to make our characters become Christians. Yeah, yeah. He's the mouthpiece to be like, I let me explain to you the concept of salvation to Rafer, but also to you reading this book and you, uh, 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 based Chloe. Yes. Yeah, they, I, and I can't remember if it's in this part or, like, later when they actually meet him, but they're like, he's chubby <laughs> and kind of short, and he's, yeah. like, 30 years old. I liked in the movie that, uh, you know, he's a, a good-looking man, and I was like, well, in the books, he just doesn't sound He's like a way. schlubby guy. He's just a schlubby guy that loves to think and read about fucking and sports. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're gonna get more to him later. Now we yeah. come back to Buck again. Like, I just like, why did this cut happen? Well, yeah. Why not just like let Buck go talk to Alan? But yeah, because it's like, meanwhile in Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, the Rayford, rapture Rayford, happened. Rayford, <laughs> Let's go to Rayford Illinois. Makes a phone call. That's literally all that happens in this joke. Well, so, like, how much of this book has just been phone calls? It's been a lot of phone calls. It really has. Well, you have to understand. In 1994, phone calls just became like so much easier. So people are always they, making them. They are on their phone. Uh, they continue to weirdly write Chloe fine, but describe her horribly. Yes. Like, the things that she actually says make complete sense. Yeah. But they, like, it's like, obviously, the writers think they 
don't make sense. And I'm like, that no, sounds like no. bullshit. Chloe harped. Like, yeah, it's, it's literally what it is. So ugh. anyway, I'll right, we'll get more to that later. Yeah. So Buck meets up with Alan Tompkins at Scotland Yard, but they immediately leave because obviously they've got some shady shit. They got to exactly. Talk about. Yeah. So he like gets to Scotland Yard, gets, walks in they both pretend like, oh, hello, hello, hello. Person I have never met before, hello. Our friend was murdered. Let's, um, I let mean, us go to the I pub. I don't know you. Um, <laughs> come with me. And they go to like, uh, a dark and dingy pub, which I was like, thank God, because we get reintroduced to our favorite thing, Jenkins, including weird <laughs> affectations. Yes. Oh my God. This was really, there was, this was sev- really bad. There were several strange things happening. <laughs> Like, so number one, what? So they order beers, which in my brain, who knows? I think he said it was a dark beer. So it was I'm like, two it's gotta, dark ales. It, it's got to be Guinness. Is they got to be ordering well, Guinnesses or, or whatever? Like some dark beer. Fucking weird. Yeah. And and Buck like chugs his down, and then Alan Thomas is not drinking his fast enough, so Buck reaches across and chugs right. his too. And we, you know, we're having <laughs> we're having two, three things happening right now of our. Uh, check it on our list. It's one, them doing weird affectations of like the world's most stereotypical British people, which they go please to the keep pub. doing it. They say, <laughs> they need oh, some chips. what does he say? He says like good chap or something like that. He, oh, no, I, no, I have like a whole. Oh, no, the other guy says good chap, but he says some weird stuff too. But, uh, two conspiracy theories, obviously. Three, um, they, <laughs> them not entirely understanding how people interact with alcohol. They, they, because, they obviously never drank. It's because, so funny. Because, they say Buck ha- hadn't eaten, and so he just fucking chugs beers. <laughs> and I know he's a brown ale, but in my mind, I'm still thinking it's just because the, the concept of chugging two Guinnesses in a row is one of the funniest things. Because I think you'd immediately throw up. Well, I, you would just die. Weird. If it was chugging, <laughs> if it it was probably like some weird British ale. Yeah, that yeah. I what it's called. That's probably Old good. grandfather's ale. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, he, Jennifer, he would have said stout. Oh, that, or, okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Not but fair still, enough. No, they would not. They, who knows? Well, actually, yeah, actually, because we've established they don't know what alcohol is. And also, <laughs> I keep assuming that we're in Scotland, but we're not. No, no, Because no. Scotland Yard is in London? Scotland Yard is in London. That's fucked up. <laughs> That's fucked. I can't believe they did but, that. What's wrong with the Brits? Yeah, no, like the concept of, oh my God, I'm so fucking hungry. Let me just down two quick beers and I'm not enough. Cause like they always describe all of our characters as every, like at a Christmas party, they'll have one too many like Miller Lite. <laughs> right, right. And the neck with somebody in the yeah, corner. <laughs> but like they don't do anything else. And dear listener, even I don't try to chug a delicious beer on an empty stomach because I like I, I, I as a heavy drinker, one beer on an empty stomach will get me buzzed. Bro, yeah, of course. <laughs> Even care. if you've been drinking for if, if, on an empty stomach, and then two two brown ales. Yeah, as your man stomach. is being like, oh yeah, by the way, the Illuminati <laughs> shot our friend in the head. <laughs> Okay, so like that part I do recognize is, is like God. I'm so I have. I mean, I've done this exact same thing. Yeah. This is realistic. It's just not realistic for Buck, and it's a it's a continuation of like, why they don't understand what beer is. Have I down two beers on an empty stomach and then immediately started talking about conspiracy theories? Yes, yes. obviously. Did I do this two and a half weeks ago and then uh, blacked out and apparently ran into the street and told cars to stop? Yes. Yes. Obviously. Obviously. That's normal. That's it's not normal. It's normal for cool people to I, do Yeah, that. I'm a it's cool guy. It's not normal guy. for Buck to do it. If, yeah, I'm a cool guy. Well, 
my, my new medication has fucked up my memory. Um, so even if, like, I don't remember anything. So, like, damn. it's like, I was talking to people, and they're like, no, you are blacking out. It's like, no, no, no. It's not, that's not just because I don't remember it. It doesn't mean I'm blacking out. <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm blacking out. <laughs> okay, Tim, you saying that out What's loud, up? and I am, <laughs> I, I am like, mm, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's still a good point. Like, if my alcohol, if I'm not acting insane, yeah, but I don't remember, but my pills are doing it, then I need to change. You're just doing But time. why should I change that my pills make my brain not work? Tim, you're just in time travel. You're just <laughs> yeah. shooting forward into the future. <laughs> I like to live in the present and not remember said present. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm all about right now. Yeah, new beginnings all the time. I am assume I had a good time. I'm not sure. I mean, I, it sounds like you ran out into the street. You definitely did. <laughs> that I was blacked out for. I will say that. That, <laughs> that, that, was, that, was, that was not my fault. So, all right. So now let's get into the conspiracy of part because they've had well <laughs> buck has had his two brown ales uh and then alan starts talking about some crazy shit uh i'm gonna read this little quote from buck here alan there are books about this stuff people make a hobby of ascribing all manner of evil to the trilateral commission <laughs> the illuminati even the freemasons for goodness sake Dirk thought Todd Cothran and Stonegal were part of something he called the Council of Ten, or the Council of the Wise Men. So what? It's harmless. Uh, sir, are you listening to yourself? Uh, it's just the Illuminati is harmless. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, and the other thing that came up, and this is where I was going to bring up my being steeped in conspiracy theory stuff <laughs> that called my, uh, my alarms to go off, because in addition to the, just like straight up mentioning the Illuminati, <sighs> The whole thing that him talking about this Council of Ten or Council of Wise Men, I was like, ooh, that mm. reminds me of Protocols of the Elders of Zion, a.k.a. Protocols of the Meetings of the Learned Elders of Zion, which is a, a fake anti-Semitic text describing a supposed Jewish plan for global domination. And it comes up all the time in conspiracy shit. Like, people think it's real, but it was it was not written. It was not written by Jewish people at Got all. It. Got um, it. Uh, but it was like, it was like, hey, like this hey, is their plan. They're Try to take over the world. See, and this note says it was written in 1903. So that's super interesting. Of like, this is pre-Israel. So it's like, yes, hey, we the diaspora yes. of uh, Jewish people are go- are one bad. Bad. We're evil. We're very bad. And we're trying to take over the world. And, and this is our plan for world. it. Interesting. So I don't know if that's connected to there, but the whole like the wise elders, learned elders, gave me. I don't know. It was a red flag to me. I, so. I will tell you what. Like, I don't believe in God. You know, I don't believe in the Bible or whatever, but like sometimes when I think about one, how eyeballs work, I'm like, well, maybe. Are you guys real? To the amount that like Jewish people have not been liked, it is really fucked up. Like, like, leave them alone. (laughs) Yeah, did people? (laughs) I don't get it, but. So another thing that kind of uh, uh, pinged my like, uh, uh, what's this? Was the mention of the Trilateral Commission. Now I was like. I don't really know what the Trilateral Commission is, but it definitely is like, I feel like I have vague memories of being told it was bad. <laughs> do you, do you, does that like sound familiar I to you just at assumed, all? I saw the word try, so I just thought it was like, it was the group that made the three currency. Looking at your note here, that is not true. No, the Trilateral Commission is real. Uh, it was a non-governmental international organization aimed at fostering closer cooperation between Japan, Western Europe, and North America. And it was founded in 1973 primarily by dun, 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 American banker and philanthropist David Rockefeller. <laughs> and they hate the Rockefellers. Like, these conspiracy theory, like, right-wing folks hate 
the Rockefellers. <laughs> they hate the uh, uh, um, the Rothschilds. There's like all these like big names. Dude, we hate them too, right? Nah, I mean, like not for those those same reasons. <laughs> like not the same reasons they hate them. Got it. Um, and, and and I feel like the fact that like they're bringing up Trilateral Commission, which was created by the Rockefellers, and then we have Stonegall, which is like a direct like riff on the Rockefellers, yeah. is very funny and weird. Yeah, that I mean. He, as a bit, he should have just made it like that Rockefeller killed. Them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if Rockefeller's still alive, but he should have. Oh, and there's him. there's many there's there's a whole family, mm, mm, um, a whole brood. So back to the actual combo. Alan's like, "Hey, man, I know that Dirk did not commit suicide. It was murder. Dun dun dun. Yeah, yeah. Cover up. What's going on? Because Buck is Buck doesn't believe it was suicide either. Because he's like, my friend would never kill himself. But yet, Buck. Buck does kind of go back and forth in this weird. Well, I assume he's maybe consistent. We just don't like him. So, but like, yeah, he just sucks. <laughs> he kind of has this vibe of like, I, I'm still logical. And his point about like, they wouldn't kill Dirk just for talking about this stuff because people talk about this all the time. Right. But like, it's like, well, he works for him. And Buck's like, well, why didn't he just like yell at him or fire him? And I kind of agree with Buck, but then Alan goes on to explain, you know, explicitly why he thinks Dirk killed him, did not kill himself, and then explains this insane story. So I do feel like it's very, this is another very common thread in conspiracy thinking that like, not just like, oh, you're going to fire someone, like, no, they killed them right. to keep the truth from getting out, which, which is, is like, so fucking I mean, messy. Like, maybe sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> there's definitely some shady, uh, deaths throughout history. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the, like, the circumstances in which it happens is where the conspiracy theory folks are often wrong. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, we definitely joke about how a lot of QAnon things are right. They just, they just, attribute. it's like for the opposite reason yeah. of why they think. It's like, Matt Gates is not a pedophile. Everyone Matt Gates is mad at is a pedophile. It's which, like, hmm, hmm, which is more likely? The dude who literally went on dates with teenagers is a pedophile? Hmm. Or, hmm. huh. So, yeah, so number one piece of evidence for why they know Dirk did not kill himself is that, and this is such an, this is such an amateur fuck up. Oh, for sure. On the part of whoever, Scotland Yard, I guess. Um, Dirk was left-handed and his gunshot wound was in his, the right side of his head and Uh-oh. on his right hand. So there we go, gang. Um, I guess on, it was very funny of, of, of both Buck and Alan be like, I know for a hundred percent fact, that Dirk didn't kill himself, but then once Buck heard Alan say, he's like, well, you don't know for a fact. Yeah, like, no, that's why, this is another reason why Buck's so fucking annoying, because he's, like, devil's advocate dude. Right. Like, he's that dude that's like, I'm very rational, and so I'm always gonna, like, oppose whatever you're right. saying, just because I'm so rational. Even though two chapters ago, he was like, I know for a fact my boy didn't kill himself. Well, also, I thought that was a very weird being like, I know for a fact he would never do that. I'm like, you don't know what's going on in people's minds. Especially after the apocalypse. That happens all the time. Like, people, you don't know what is going on in people's inner lives. So So that is completely invalid. Only thing that's valid is that he is left-handed. Yeah, we we stand Alan because he's... Yeah, Alan, he's an investigator. He knows what's up. (laughs) We love one cop named Alan. Yeah, well, for for a short time period, anyway. (laughs) Alan, by the way. (laughs) So, so Alan explains Plays the book like, listen, man, I know he was murdered, but I don't really want to push this anymore because I am literally 
afraid for my and my friends and family's safety. Uh, and this is where we get the fun quote. And Tim, can you please read I would read, love to read it for the please, first time. Please. I have a former wife I'm still fond of. I wouldn't mind snuffing her myself, but I certainly wouldn't want anyone else harming her. Bro, what are you fucking saying? So, okay, number one, isn't Book, like, under 30? This man's already got an ex-wife? Like, I guess I know a lot of people that are, like, in their low 20s that have ex I guess that's true. I guess that's true. But that was the first one. I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. And my dude, are We you? are just so married that we're we can't so even, we can't even fathom. I just assume everyone gets divorced in their 30s and 40s. But that, you're right. I guess if you get married when you're, like, 19, we, you're going to well, get that 20s divorce. We joked, because we got married when we were, like, 22, 23, and we joked, like, what if, what if we what if we just get divorced real quick and just then cause. get remarried? Because <laughs> everyone says the second one takes better. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we just got to do another one get to make sure. Um, but Dirk, oh my God, now I'm getting on my fucking dude. Dirk, four, four, I'm getting, Buck. I'm getting all my four letter dude names mixed up. <laughs> um, but wow, that's a good point. Wow. Alan is like, I would love to kill my ex-wife, but I don't want anyone else to kill her. Like, what? Wasn't it like 67% of all cops do domestic abuse? It's a lot. Yeah. I don't know the exact percentage, but I know it's Especially a lot. Especially in Scotland Yard. Who knows? Oh, man, who knows what's going on there? Probably higher. I don't know. <clears throat> uh, it, <laughs> and Buck is all like, you call yourself a law enforcement officer? You're going to let this slide? I rolled my eyes. We were justice freaks, Alan. Secrets of truth. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they talk about like. He's a justice freak. Who did we fucking love? We loved that movie, The Untouchables. We love the Untouchables. They're our fucking heroes. But I was like, I thought the cool thing with the Untouchables was that they fucking murdered a ton of people. And they're untouchable about both sides. I don't know that film, so Mm. I'm not familiar. Is that the Mafias? Yeah, it was Mm. uh, a, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Waterworld guy. And Kevin Sean, Costner. Kevin Costner. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think Sean Connery. And they're like, time to go get us some gabagool. <laughs> we and, love gabagool. And I thought they were also untouchable because they didn't get in trouble for the, the rampant murder as wow. well. But it sounds like their version of events also makes sense. They sound like the biggest dorks on the planet. Yeah. Well, and, they, they, they are for sure. And it's sort of interesting because while Buck sucks – we are kind of like, God, Alan, you're kind of a pussy about all this. Well, we think that. And then Alan's and then, like, okay, you think that, but let me tell you what happened. And Buck's like, I need a sandwich and some chips. <laughs> Please. I'm drunk as hell. The fact that they said chips and not fries made they me had angry, to. but I was like, come on. You know what you're doing. I wanted them to say some other, like, fucked up. Like, I need some wibbly gibbets or yeah. something. Like, I had to go to the lab yeah, real quick. I, I wish they just, like, really, like... Uh, uh, crushed in like as many like Britishisms as they could into one paragraph. He had uh, what's the candy we just acquired? I forget. Oh my god! They have the curly whirlies or something. Uh, they were delicious. They were delicious. I love them. I need a curly whirly and a murder bang. Um, this story that Alan tells again, like I said at the top of the show, <laughs> it's sounds crazy. <laughs> so fucking cartoonish, but maybe, maybe not. <laughs> so Alan's like, okay, listen. Uh, this all was very shady, so I actually set up a meeting with Todd Cawthron himself Whoa. to let him know that I suspected foul play. But shit didn't quite go <laughs> how he's expecting. Um, and Tim, please, I didn't want you to read this part, please. Uh, one of the, well, I, yeah. Well, I got right down to business, I tell him. Sir, I believe you had an employee murdered. And just as calm as you like, he says, tell you what, governor, which is a term cockney use on each other, not something people of his station usually call people of mine. Anyway, he says, 
Tell you what, governor, next time somebody visits your flat at 10 o'clock at night, as a certain gentleman did last night, greet him for me, won't you? Insane. <laughs> Where do I even start? Where do I even start? <laughs> him being like, governor. Oi, oi, gov. Oi, gov. Oi. We cockneys talk to each other. He's like, someone on his station would never go into cockney mode to do a threat. <laughs> the idea that this evil billionaire honored uh, my friend Alan by calling him gov whips. Yeah. And, and he's and like him being like, you're not the right station and neither am I. I'm not either. Um, How dare you? Senpai, what are you doing? And <laughs> uh, the way that they write this evil man is so silly. But because like there's two things that are silly. The story, just. Just in Procedurally. general. Yeah, just like the plot. And then the plot part of it. And then the way they write him is so silly. But Dialogue. Again, he's kind of cartoony, and I like him. And I have to assume uh, Nikolai Carpathia, like, pushes him off a building at some point. God, I fucking I hope fucking so. I fucking so hope so. Uh, yeah, so so Todd Cothran's like, hey, Alan, I know you're sniffing around here, but uh, I got people watching you, and you better fuck this And he does that thing of, like, hey, show would be a problem if... Cindy. Yeah, yeah, he does the like name drop thing. And he also says to Alan basically, like, you tell Buck Williams to get the fuck out of here. And he's like, who's Buck Williams? And he rolls his eyes, which is why his whole thing earlier about like pretending not to know Buck is insane. It's like, like, no, he knows him. It's like, like, what's the point? But I guess Buck doesn't know that. Buck trying to like pretend to not know each other. But Alan did the same thing and he confirmed it. But the fact that, well, yeah. But you're probably just playing a log. Here's my opinion. Okay. Alan made a mistake and he should not have gone with Buck to this bar. Well, that becomes very clear. (laughs) (laughs) He should not have. So he does this thing where Catherine is just kind of showboating and being, he doesn't give a fuck anymore. No, he just good time being evil he which i mean good for him honestly where he doesn't even pretend to be like shut up cop i don't have to tell you anything <laughs> he calls captain sullivan uh alan's boss and is basic who like alan loves he's like he's my hero and he's my mentor Catherine is like hey bitch could i kill alan and then you know alan, you know, right? alan right what if i were to fucking kill him hey <laughs> captain sullivan let me call you real quick on this recorded line hypothetically actually <laughs> not hypothetically if i killed your cop alan what would you do and he's like i'd hide the body for you <laughs> <laughs> while while fucking alan is in the room listening to this so that is I mean, so cool yeah that is extremely uh uh, uh this, ah. Big dick like, energy. You know that Roger Stone read this chapter oh, and like tried the exact like oh my Rudy God. Giuliani like like you know who I fucking am. Yeah, Rudy Giuliani thinks he's this guy, but he's the dude who uh, did a speech in front of the la- the Four Seasons landscaping. So you remember that? That was I miss that. I I miss that so much. I miss it so much. I think the only times that were better than the four the only time that was better than the Four Seasons landscaping day was when everyone found out that Trump had COVID. No, that was a day. great day. That, that was, was a great, great weekend. That was a great day. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I just love calling, like, a high-up captain in one of the most, like, cartoonish police organizations. I don't know if the Scotland Yard is good. I don't, I don't know. know if they're bad. I'm sorry. But they're called, called Scotland Yard. They're called Scotland Yard. Is, that's, that's where freaking uh, 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 Sherlock. Sherlock is there. Yeah. It's, it's, I know it's real, but also, and is it, though? Like, I, like we sometimes <laughs> have said, even though we're saying things that aren't true – Slash things that are based heavily on our experience. We, that's also what the authors are doing. Yes. So it's not that hard to assume 
that they're like, ooh, it'd be cool to add Scotland Yard in this. It's so cool. It's so I cool. love Sherlock. But the idea that this fucking CEO is just like, I'm going to kill a cop and then I need you to, what if, what would you do, little, little worm? And this is where, okay, and this is where my little conspiracy brain starts to light up because it's like, I do think versions of this happen. <laughs> yeah. I think vers, I think, I do think that various law enforcements help powerful people cover things up. Yep. Sometimes. Yep. So that's the thing. Like, I'm not saying that the entire concept no, is like no, out of the realm of possibility. I don't think that he's sitting there like, well, who's the the bad guy in Inspector Gadget? I just imagine. <laughs> yeah, what, I don't remember the claw, whatever. The, the claw man. The claw man. I just imagine him just sitting there and he's like stroking a like, right. long haired cat that is like has glowing eyes. Part of the reason why it's silly is he doesn't have to do this. He's just having fun. He's like, hey man, there's no Christians anymore. I'm friends with the Antichrist. That Let's actually. If, if you were in that position, if you were in league with Satan right. and you knew the Christians were gone from Earth, like, why wouldn't you be cartoonishly yeah. evil? That sounds awesome. Of course, he doesn't know that yet, but no, still. It's, well, it, maybe he does. Maybe. I think Nikolai even thinks he's the Antichrist. No, I don't think so. Either. I think you're right. Uh, but maybe the, maybe the Satan is, is, is seeding it in his brain. So true. Um, <laughs> the, the thing that we're supposed to get here is that Cothran is an insane cartoonish villain yes. and the plot moves forward. And he's an evil British two last names <laughs> elite. <laughs> and he would kill Alan Tompkins with no thought. Theor- hypothetically. Hypothetically. We- and we need Buck to hear about it so that Buck can be the number one best boy. Yes. And he does say like, dude, I don't know what I would do in your situation. But, but he you're still a was huge kind of, but he was still judgy about you're such it. Such a bitch. But would I be a bitch? Mm, would I be just as much bitch? And he's thinking probably. Probably. Nah, I would def- I would be a hero. I hate my brother. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, I think they have like Ellen has like family. I mean, I don't know if he has kids or anything, but like regardless, he doesn't like, seem like he has as much he, family as Buck. He literally heard his boss say that he would help him hide his body. <laughs> <laughs> That's so what cool. Would you do if your boss was like, I would hide uh, your dead body. <laughs> <laughs> what recourse do you have then? That's so good. Yeah, so they're hanging on the pub. They ha- they're dealing with this, you know, very heavy information. <laughs> and a waitress comes around and is like, "Hey, did someone leave the light on in their sedan?" Um, and, Al- and this is where Alan's like, "Oh, that's me. I'm getting daft in my old age. Like, what are you? You're thirty. What are you talking about? I mean, maybe he's doing bits. I, died. I just feel like." I, my brain is like, they forgot how old he was. <laughs> That's probably more likely. <laughs> this is like, um, dramatic irony. This is dramatic foreshadowing, foreboding, foreboding, foreboding. I, like, cause seriously, him just being like, what? What my last one? What yeah, do you even Buck, and Buck was, is like, uh, you should be careful. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, and Buck, uh, was even like, well, I guess we got out during the day. So maybe we should have noticed. I don't know if I, there's gotta be a logical explanation for this. Which is, Great until Buck walks to like pay or something in the He goes to get a plane home because he realizes things like are quite obviously about to hit the fan. Not so chill here. And uh his plan is to immediately leave using one of his fake passports uh that night instead of staying for his full time yes so he's on the phone alan pays alan mouths i'm gonna go to my car after going to his car turn the lights off or whatever and then buck freaking finishes with the 
uh, getting his plane in 45 minutes. I was like, what? Your plane's leaving? Yeah, I'm like, how, no, how is that going to happen? <laughs> your your Bro, flight is leaving in 45 you're gonna minutes? You're going to get to Heathrow in time, and you're going to go that, back to your hotel and that, get on a flight. That Even boarding in 45 minutes. Okay, I was joking in earlier chapters that, like, these dudes, like, did too much research on planes, but maybe it was purely only on the planes part and not on how an airport works. <laughs> like, yeah, you just go to the even private Even in 1994, person. I do not think this would be possible. Yeah, I'm trying to remember when we dropped my dad off or whatever. I guess you could go super fucking fast. I mean, you just walked up right to the gate. I just... But he's in London. You've never been to a city? You can't get to Heathrow in 45 minutes? What are you talking about? Uh, but God, we're, we're, we're delaying. Because, <laughs> <laughs> we're setting the beautiful we're, scene. We're setting the beautiful scene. Buck is, he's getting his plane ticket in order. And, uh, what happens next? But, kaboom! <laughs> a fucking explosion! Alan's car was exploded, and the only thing that's left is his leg and a torso! Isn't that fucked up? They blew up Alan, gang. <laughs> they blew him the fuck up. Buck previously, three pages before, like, they're like, one, we can see outside, we can see the car. There's yeah. no way anyone would tamper yeah. with it, but we're all super paranoid. And they also just went through a thing of, like, Alan, in his professional opinion, says they were not followed. Yeah, this guy, maybe not so good at his yeah. job, turns out. <laughs> one, three, one, two, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, like Jennifer says, Buck kind of maybe jokingly, whatever, says be careful. And since <sighs> Alan went to the car before him, he got blown the fuck up. They blew up our boy. He, like, immediately, we meet him, and he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> they, everyone, never be R. Buck's R. best buddy. friend, no, you're gonna get blown up. You're for sure gonna get blown up. So Buck, it, it, his quick thinkingness is like, oh shit, they're really <laughs> after us. So he throws his ID near the scene of the explosion and, like, fucking runs away. I thought that was really cool. Th- that was actually good. I gotta give it up. I gotta give it to Buck, Buck on that one. That was a good his, strategy. So he throws his real ID. Yes. So he has his fake shit. He throws his Buck passport, not his Polish one yeah, or whatever. Or, yeah, whatever. <laughs> his British passport as a naturalized Polish citizen or whatever. He, whatever. He's, he's born in Poland. He's different. from yeah, – he lives he's, in England he's now. He's Eastern European. That's his, his – um, He's like Gor- Gorovich or something. Something like that. <laughs> that that's his al- a- alias. Uh, but yeah, so he throws his ID in the fire and I thought that was super smart. No, that was like literally the only like cool thing that Buck has done actually in mm-hmm. this book. Um, and AKA the uh, Jenkins is like, we Tom Clancy now. <laughs> he really is. He's like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Um, so Buck gets a, a taxi and his, first he's like, well, I got to go back to my – hotel in the 45 minutes I have before my flight. Gotta get my stuff. Uh, but when he drives by the hotel, he sees that it is surrounded by police cars, and he's like, ah, never mind. I guess I'm gonna leave my laptop and all my stuff And the cabbie's <laughs> like, oh, you don't need anything else. And he's like, eh, Gov. Um, I was actually gonna see someone, but can I buy your hat? Oh, yeah, he buys <laughs> his fucking hat so he can be disguised. He, gave, well, he, he got a fisherman's hat, yeah. which, I'm just gonna Google it. It's like the one with the ear flaps, I think. Mm. Oh, I don't think it's It's like that. a bucket hat, I think. I thought he was talking about having flaps on it. I've, I like to think it's a bucket hat. Well, I do it's, like the idea of bucket a bucket a bucket hat. Whoa. It's a bucket hat. Buck walking through the airport like fucking BTS. I'm just a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing street fashion. Yeah, and he he uh, also says there <laughs> there is some activity at the airport. Nothing too hairy. And this is one thing that the, the, this book does is it's, it goes fast, 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 slow, fast, yes. fast, fast. And a lot of times they go fast through uh, quote unquote exciting parts, which is not – I don't think I'm technically critiquing it because I think it's a somewhat interesting – 
uh, stylistic choice. I mean, maybe it wouldn't be as exciting if they like dwelled on it too much. Exactly. So he 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 gets on this flight and he's fine. Yeah. Um, it's like again, this chapter, like, why was Rayford in it like at all? They just should not have had his chunk in the chapter. Well, they have. Yeah, it made no right. sense. Like, no. just have it at the beginning of the next. Rayford's why? A, a fictional agent is like, hey, you ain't <laughs> trying to have a chapter without my man here. Well, you got it. We got. Yeah, we 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 negotiated for Rayford to be in every chapter. Uh, they also uh, 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 the chapter end. We had uh, some highlights. Uh, they had a conversation about Alan uh, getting threatened by a goon. Yes. Um, a, a tough, which I liked. Yes. Uh, that was funny. Um, and we're fucking into it, baby. Yeah, man. We, uh, Alan Tompkins has been exploded. We're in the <laughs> shit. Uh, Alan died so that we could have a better book. And thank you. Yeah. Um, the, the plot starts now. Yes. Yes. Um, but now let's take a backseat to the plot as chapter 11. I was like, is he gonna say it? Is he gonna say it? I forgot until you looked at me expectantly. I was waiting. Um, this is, uh, all right, everybody. Every eyes closed. Every yeah, head bowed. Everyone. Uh, uh, if uh, content warning for tricking you into becoming a Christian. This chapter is about the Lord. This one's about the Lord. <laughs> it's all Jesus shit. <laughs> We're gonna tell you how to become a Christian real quick. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you might be swayed, so just be careful. So Rayford and Chloe, they uh, Chloe agrees to go with Rayford to the church. He wants to go. She said bitchingly. Yeah, she, she, exactly. She she whined shrilly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she's like not super into it, but Rayford's gotta get a hold of that VHS tape of the pastor talking right. about. Cause he called. The rapture. We have a tape. Now we're coming the day of. And, uh, we have a really fucking weird conversation right here where they have a like a strange conversation about Rayford treating Chloe like a little girl and Chloe asks to drive her, like, you know, Rayford's car to yeah. like prove that she's an adult. And he says to her, would that make you feel like a big girl? Okay, daddy will do that. Uh, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Yeah, he's, like, making fun of her. <laughs> what about, um, no, just, like, being like, ooh, I'm your daddy. Like, that's, no, I hate this. <laughs> this is disgusting. Yeah, it's strange. Uh, uh, Chloe comes off odd in these chapters, probably because it's written by misogynists. Yes. Um, and it's, like, a stereotype of, like, an educated woman who's skeptical of things. Right. Like, so, and, and, and to further set the scene again, Bruce Barnes is, like, they call him the visitation pastor. Which is funny. Like, is that a thing at your church, visitation? That was very uh, much a thing at my church. No, probably. I the pastor, the, the pastor would, he's got to go around. He's got to go see all the old people and all the, like, people that, like, haven't been in church in a long time. you got to check mm, in on them. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So, he, he is an employee of the church. That's his job. He's not the main pastor, but... Uh, like Jennifer said, he uh, does this. He has to hold, hang out with boring old people. A lot. Yeah, I know. It sounds like it sucks. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, the, the me, Bruce, he's early 30s. He's chubby. He's got glasses. He's a real fucking nerd. Um, and <laughs> Chloe kind of brings up good points yep. once again. Yep. And she says... The tabloids say it was space invaders, which would prove the stupid stories they've been running for years. The government says it's some sort of enemy, so we can spend more on high-tech defense. Let's go. Yeah, basically. Let's go. (laughs) You're going to say it was God, so you can start rebuilding your church. God damn. Yeah, Chloe, you're fucking right. You're correct. It's so, again, it's so interesting that they give one a character who's, you know, instead of saying Chloe said, they say Chloe whines or whatever. Yeah. These really good points and I would never expect uh given the fact that they are they are they have a um uh a goal with writing these books for them ever to explain things like this and also to technically get even near uh criticizing the military industrial complex. Yeah, yeah, I was honestly even shocked, but I think that their hope is that the people reading this are already so mm. like I don't know, evangelical right wing brained that yeah. that's like, well, this is obviously yeah. a, a logical thing to say. I, I think it's it works on both ends, meaning like only the bad churches focus on rebuilding your church. Meanwhile, the people that are reading this who do go to bad churches don't know it. Yeah, no one thinks they are, are a part of it or whatever. So while Chloe is bringing up these extremely good points, Bruce is like shitting his pants and he's like, can you let me tell my story without interrupting? And like, it's so condescending and weird. Yeah. And, and Rafer's like, hell yeah, hell brother. Yeah. Good job. Put shut, it in her place. Make that bitch shut up. Uh, the line is uh, that Rayford thinks inside his head, which is the double-edged sword of getting inside your character's head. Barnes is brilliant for putting Chloe in her place. Yeah, it's like, I love when this random dude fucking owns my daughter. Yeah, my daughter was being way too willful. (laughs) Yeah. And I looked like a bad, um, what do they call the head of a house? Patriarch. Like, what do they call it in, um, Mormonism? Oh, I don't know. The, the, the prophet or the. The, I mean, that is like a thing. Whatever. It was, we watched the kingdom under, I don't remember any word. Under the banner. Under the banner. Am I not your priest or something? Oh, yeah. I do think – yeah, what is that Shit. phrase? No, it is something like headship priest, like whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, Chloe was making Rayford not look like a good, Christ, good Christian daddy. Christian man dad and like thank God. But uh, I'm surprised he wasn't like, all right. That's my dog. That's I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to own her, not you. We just met each other. (laughs) Yeah, that's my job. (laughs) Um, So uh, we also meet Loretta, the only other person from the church who's left behind, and her whole damn family's gone. (laughs) (laughs) They made it sound like she had a huge like Catholic family, and they're all gone. But but they're evangelical. evangelical. Yeah, like like, he had. She had 37 grandkids, 99 brothers. Totally. Yeah. Uh, So then we get into Bruce telling the story of how his family got raptured, which this is like kind of fucked up. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm really curious what they're – I think they technically get close to doing a good job of capturing the first character. Well, so he sounds exasperated, which makes total sense. 
It's just that we don't get a lot of consistency with other characters. And as we've sort of said in the past, whenever we're critiquing someone, it's like, all right, it's the apocalypse. And this guy is extremely going through it. So I can kind of be like, hey, can you just not interrupt me? I just need to get through this. Yeah. But still, it doesn't come out very well. We don't like it. We don't like it. Sorry, Bruce. Yeah. So uh, basically, the story of how Bruce figured out that he got left behind is that he's in bed reading his sports magazine. Classic. And being like, God, I hope my bitch wife goes to sleep and leaves me alone so I can read my sports magazine in bed. Until exactly midnight. Until exactly midnight. And he's got, I do feel like it's pretty rude to leave the light on, like, and be in bed while your wife's trying to sleep. Like, go read somewhere else, right. bitch. Right, he's not a Christian, Jennifer. Oh, that's why he's bad. Yeah, because he's literally like, my wife kept sighing and occasionally would be like, can you fucking turn your light off? And he's like, no, no, I'm reading about I'm, the Clippers. I'm in charge of this family, according to the Lord. I'm the help priest. Um, so he like puts like a pillow in between them to like block the light. He tries. Kind of. Yeah, he like turns but, but, over but the it, side. But it's important. But it is important though because there's a barrier between them. Yeah. And as he's reading his sport magazine, <laughs> he feels. Uh, like a weight lift off the bed. Like, oh, my wife is gone my to wife. do a night piss. <laughs> but she, he is so um, uh, deep into his sport. He's like, all right, whatever. Uh, night piss, my uh, wife is gone. She'll come back later. And then finds that she's been gone and for too long. Like, oh, weird. Maybe she went to the kids' rooms. But they like- have three young kids, including yes. a one-year-old. And uh, I did like seeing the perspective of someone who was not in an airplane who yes. can basically be like, oh, my God, what the fuck? And you kind of run through. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, and you don't is- know if this happened to anyone else. Exactly. Because, like, on the airplane, it's like, well, there's a lot of people gone and we all For saw sure. it. For sure. Whereas I am alone in my house and makes, my family disappeared. He makes a lot of, like, logical leaps, which even at the time, it sounds like, well, that's weird. I guess she would do this. Like, sure, she doesn't – She's maybe made a snack for the children this late one time, but maybe she yeah. did it again. I mean, she fell asleep on the couch. Totally. Like, got Things up. that you like, because you would never be like, the rapture happened. But again, like, how many times did this happen in your house? Like, where it's like, <laughs> oh my God, my family's all gone. Uh, was it these things or was it the rapture? <laughs> yeah, they should have had a line where Bruce was like, I thought it was the rapture for a second. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, there's no way. And then I was like, oh, oh fuck. fuck. <laughs> it, it actually really is the rapture. Eventually you're going to be right. Yeah, know? if you go long enough. Long of averages, for sure, for sure. And so, yeah, so his whole family's gone. Yeah, and he, he realizes finally baby uh, crib is empty. And the clothes, all the and clothes, the clothes. He sees the baby yeah. booty, he's like, fuck. And then goes in and sees. His fucking family's gone. Oh, they're all gone. <laughs> Shit. And he immediately starts like, Calling everyone and is like, like no one's answering. No one's the answering. <laughs> Let me call old people that don't like this newfangled uh, technology called answering machines. No one's answering. No. So he drives to the church and there's a few other people that trickle in who also got left behind and they watch the rapture tape that the pastor left behind for such an occasion as this. Yeah, it's interesting because at first I thought. This was weird to go to church at 1 a.m., but I think it makes sense. No, I think it completely makes when sense. When you're like, oh, my God, we just missed the rapture. Because they know. Because yeah. he know. Well, and that, but see, this is what is so weird to me. Like, how can you be at a church that's this intense and just be like, boop, I don't really believe this stuff. Oh, yeah. The, again, this might just be our upbringing, but again, Jennifer and I – are not from the same place. We met in college. We've lived other places. And we've had a lot of your reactions. And it seems somewhat consistent. 
Uh, it's very, very strange the way they talk about one, how he describes his church and two, um, meaning how Bruce actually describes his church in yes. the real world and two, kind of how they talk about salvation. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. I wanted to talk about that. I think, I think it technically lines up a hundred percent with what I was taught. But it also, but when it's spelled out, it's it, like, this is, does not really make it, that much it, sense. A, a, a thousand percent. <laughs> a thousand percent. Cause yeah, so let's get into that a little bit. So number one, there, Bruce says, a few people wanted to argue with God, trying to tell us that they really had been believers and should have been taken with the others, but we all knew the truth. We had been phony. Yeah. And this brings up this thing that is at the heart of the fear of like so many evangelicals, which is, well, I got saved, but did but I? I get Did it I do you, it right? And th- this maybe chapter alone has resaved. Um, I don't even think it's that weird to say millions of people. <laughs> I for sure got resaved several times. Yeah, I'm just sure, a check. Yeah, I'm. I can almost guarantee I got resaved because of this chapter. I because I, actually like looking back at the timeline because. I technically, I got saved, quote unquote, for the first time when I was five years old, which is insane mm-hmm. because the pastor told me about hell and I'm like, well, I don't want to go there. That yeah. seems bad. And then when I got older, I was like, well, maybe what I said didn't really count because I just did it because I didn't want to go to hell. Right. And it wasn't because of how much I love Jesus. So right. maybe I, I did it wrong. And he knows that deep down I'm a phony. Yeah. Because even the way they go through to spell it out, it is... Kind of terrifying, but I think they kind of take a left turn where they're like, you have to go through the process in order to not be phony. But that being said, it's this weird loop of like, it just doesn't make sense when you spell it out. Well, because it's like evangelicals love to be like, it's uh, 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 salvation through faith alone. And like, you just have to call on Jesus' name, which is like, okay, number one, that is an action. <laughs> that is an, that's always been like to my brain, like deep in my brain, like that kind of doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like the way they talk about it, it's like, okay, it's through faith alone, but you got to do it just right. Right. And which means you've got to stay like fully like plugged in to the evangelical mindset and be living. It's like they, you cannot allow any doubt to creep in in your mind because that would mean maybe yep. you're actually a phony. Right. So it's a good way to keep you on edge and like working hard to right. keep your salvation. The, the sort of summation that I always heard is like works you don't get saved by works you get saved by faith and works are the byproduct they're the proof the proof um uh, that you were actually saved so you know and this is you know me talking as um a former christian not as someone that's like haha you're invisible sky god but no, no even back in the day i was like i just doesn't make a lot of sense to me and i don't really understand how how i i know it's like it's in your heart and that's the most important thing. But also, what if you're wrong? And there's well, no way of knowing if you can do these steps. And since this chapter kind of wants to set you up, the reader, to get saved, it, it does need to be sort of a process. Yes. And it's literally you like do a this, contract. You do this and you do this. Right. But also, I think in a world uh, or in a culture of evangelical, like evangelical Christians where – you can do thought crimes and thought sins. Totally. Like where 
it's not just about what you do. It's about what you're thinking at any moment. So you have to make your mind be so disciplined to never have any sinful thoughts or anything. Cause then it's like, well, that's a sign that I'm not and, right with God. And that's the, the terrifying trap is like, okay, I'm allowed to be sinful to a point, but also every single time I sin proves that or is a point on the, the, am I not actually? Maybe I'm not actually. Cause I, cause my fruits are bad. But yeah. You got the, the fruits bad fruits of my brain. Um, so uh, Bruce here also, the, he, there's a lot of Bruce monologue in this chapter. Which so. is why he's like, please don't interrupt me. I got a lot to say. I got a lot. Of, I got <laughs> only got like six pages to, to get this out. <laughs> Bruce says, I loved church. It was my life, my culture. I thought I believed everything there was to believe in the Bible. The Bible says that if you believe in Christ, you have eternal life. So I assumed I was covered. I knew other verses said you had to believe and receive to trust and to abide. But to me, that was sort of theological mumbo jumbo. And I was like, you're literally a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking? I just don't think a pastor would like talk about it in that way. Especially when he goes on to say that he was like embarrassed to talk about his church. Yeah. And like, that, but you're a pastor. So That's an inherently embarrassing like job to have if you feel that way. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's embarrassed about. He loves working at a church. He loves the church, but he's embarrassed at working at a a church. A Bible believing church. A, 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 chur- a Christian church, which is an, an insane concept to me. Because he's like, when people would ask me, is that one of those churches that said Jesus was the only way to God? With, and he's like, what? He, he would, he did his best. He's like hedging, yeah. And which it makes no sense to that, me at all. I've never met an evangelical like this, I, like at all. I, I, feel like- I feel like even now, I don't know that many people, like one, the, the 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 flow is nuts to me. It's like one, you have to believe in God. Two, you have to kind of respect the broad um, milieu of Christian churches. Three, you also have to assume people can get can get to God through other ways, which is kind of like a high level. Yeah, in my experience, an extremely high level religious haver thing to do. If we're talking about I don't know, spiritualism, you know, or, uh, people who, you know, quote unquote believed in God, mm. but didn't go to church. Cause I met a ton of people that was like, God wouldn't send me to hell. Like mm. I've heard that a lot from, you know, all over the place of like, yeah, I believe in God. Um, but I don't think God would send me to hell. I'm not that bad. And my response is, yes, he would. He would. <laughs> you, it, you, yeah. could be, you could be really good, but if you're good for the wrong reasons, you're still going to hell because yeah. you didn't sign You got to say the words right. Yeah. And, you sign and the then once you say the words right, then you're good forever. So the, the but con- also, don't send too much. The concept of being like, wait, your church believes that you have to believe in Jesus to get to heaven? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's pretty normal. That's crazy. At least in evangelical, like, I, it, it, and I would say, like, that includes, play, like, you know, just generic Baptists yeah. and, like, your Methodists or whatever. Yeah, we're like, obviously bringing in our, This is my impression of it, at least from the, the churches that I was around in the right. South. And, you know, we do not live uh, where we grew up, and I did not go to college where I grew up, and also we've, you know, uh, went to churches that were not where we grew up at various points of our 20 years of attempting. Yeah. So, you know, we're obviously not experts, but like I've said many times. We've absorbed the culture for sure. We've observed the culture from very several different – and yes. I'm not saying this to like defend us because you guys are listening. You're not – whatever. But I'm just <laughs> saying – I'm more saying like, <laughs> dear Jenkins, I'm so confused by what like, you're saying. Yeah, who are you 
around that you're pulling this from? Yeah, it's I guess. It's like really confusing. I think they just love to make up a guy. Yeah, totally. They love to make up a guy that doesn't exist. Like, that is evangelical Christians' like number one favorite activity is to make up a person that doesn't exist to yeah. be mad at. Because <laughs> I think, you know, every sort of type of church, every sort of type of guy they talk about exists, but like, the way they just keep on, it's a shorthand. It's shorthand for, we, the people that are reading this know what's up. This is not yes. you. The people who are reading this that are on the fence, we're calling you out. We're calling you out. We want you to get saved and we're telling you the hard truth right exactly. now. Exactly. And it's still very, maybe in the early nineties, there was a movement for, um, a, 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 broad path to heaven um maybe it's a (laughs) this alternate reality is setting up a justification for why they move to one world religion and why they're having well they're just like oh everything's diluted and people just want generic religion and that's where we're going like that's they always like well they hate like evangelicals also just like hate like any ecumenical like you know across the aisle with other religions well yeah and i specifically mean too like the book has mentioned um, conferences to go to one world religion. Yeah. Similarly, as they're going to one world currency. Yes. No, it's very like tied in. Yeah, exactly. Them. So I think, you know, they get to do several different things at once. And I think most people who thought about it for a second would raise their eyebrow, but keep going. And only two people would make a podcast <laughs> about it. Which is us. And we're just saying this doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. It doesn't make, cause we do have a lot of listeners who don't. Come from this background. Yeah, so. like this is not past the smell check to me at all. Uh, another thing that came up with Bruce is that we found out that he was lying about tithing, which I thought was cool. it was hilarious. <laughs> okay, also to be, did you did you tithe? Like, was that like a big thing in your family? I wasn't super consistent, but yeah, I tithe. I like did it like even like up through like early college. I would feel so guilty. What a dork. Like, and it was it's ten percent of your income. It's yeah. a lot. Like. And you like they had like little envelopes at my church. You'd like put your monies in, and yeah. like it's like man, like what a good grift. It's like most po- I'm gonna make up a thing, and then everyone that comes to my event has to give me ten percent <laughs> of their money. Uh, we are go- live shows. Who knows when? Please give me ten. Our tickets simply cost ten percent of 10% your income. Of your income. <laughs> uh, I have a controversial opinion, and okay. that is pastors shouldn't tithe. If you work for a church, you shouldn't tithe. Yeah. Because aren't you really paying your own salary, basically? Yeah. Like, it's kind of weird. We have to pay 10% because fucking pastors tithe. Yeah. They don't need to. Let me pay 9.5% and they don't need to tithe. That's my goddamn opinion. Mm, You'll have to take it up with the the big guy upstairs (laughs) and let him know. It's so performative and weird and, yeah, like, like we've mentioned before, I went to a lot of rich churches and those motherfuckers didn't do 10% because they made too much money. They made, like, money. so much money. Yeah. yeah. Some did, probably. I mean, just, like, thinking about the whole concept of, like, tithing and the collection plate. Like, you go to an event and they're, like, pass a bowl around, like, put some cash in Dude, this. Dude, yeah. It, and they, <laughs> at least the churches I went to did a pretty good job. Um, and they handled it differently of both public shaming but also making sure that um public shaming by passing the offering plate and yeah. so you get to see everyone who doesn't does if you just pass that offering plate it feels bad even if you don't put like a dollar or like pretend it does but then i, I remember my tr- i think they had like the little envelope so you could like give your tithe like in the uh the back of the pew like where they would keep the hymns and yeah. hymnals and stuff so, so they like had it like 
listen, we're going to accommodate you for any way you want to give us money. And but that's another part of it is you kind of have to be secret about it, cause right? Because you're not supposed to like see or judge other people. You have to tithe. So you shouldn't get praised for it. Right. But if you don't do it. It's bad. It's a social faux pas. But also, the good boy puts the money in the offering basket and doesn't make a big deal about it. Yeah. So in addition to lying about tithing, he was is such a hilarious thing to bring up of the list. Like, and also him just like him being like, well, I just knew I could just get forgiveness. I'm like, I, again, Call bullshit on this. I don't feel like most, like, re- which I guess, I was just, I don't think most real Christians mm-hmm. thought like that, which maybe I'm proving my own, I'm, I'm proving <laughs> against my point now. But like, I definitely was like, I knew I could be forgiven for things, but it was like, but that's like bad. Like, I still felt very bad sure. for doing sins. Like, it was never like, a, well, I can just get forgiveness and it's fine. It was like, no, you're going to feel like shit for doing bad. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, that, that's not as consistent and, and it makes sense. But yeah. yeah, I don't think that's a universal thing. I was very full and I was trying so hard to be a good Christian. Yeah, so, yeah, I, no, I was I mean, like, the Lord knows what's in my brain. So. I was... A mostly f- not that until like you know five times a year and I'm like what the fuck I'm the worst. <laughs> Tim, can you read this next little section I'd that, love to. where Bruce Barnes is opining on how bad of a Christian he was? <laughs> I was lazy. I cut corners when people thought I was out calling. I might be at a movie in another town. I was also lustful. I read things I should have. I I should have not read. Yeah, I shouldn't have read, I think. Looked at magazines that fed my lust. I wasn't a rapist or a child molester or an adulterer. (laughs) Three things are equal. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Though many times I felt unfaithful to my wife because of my lust. It's just so horny. The sins of the mind, right? If you think about killing your neighbor, it's it's just as bad as killing your neighbor. And I also love his list of like crimes that he brings up, like rapist, child molester, adultery. I didn't uh, tithe. I did the four bad things. I didn't tithe. I read. I what is he reading that makes him horny? Yeah. Fan fiction. Oh my gosh, he's read, he's just reading Kirk Spock fan fiction, <laughs> getting horny. No, I, I assume he's finding a uh, woods porn. Like he's seeing, you know, the Playboy. That's like out I never there. thought this happened to me, but I got jerked off in the back of a church <laughs> by by Loretta, who also got <laughs> left behind. Oh man, <laughs> don't don't write. Grandma fiction of your, your freaking no. church employees, please, gang. Um, I do want to, I think this has already come up on the show before, but like, obviously when we get our Patreon going, I've got to read some left behind fan fiction, mm-hmm. uh, dramatically. Exactly. Like, and it does exist. Exactly. I found it. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, honestly, I think it's very sick that Bruce was like, oh, I've been visiting, but he just went to go see a movie. Yeah. Instead. That rules. <laughs> dudes rock. Yeah. That's dudes rock behavior. Like, your job is literally to, like, watch old people die and to annoy not old people. That's your job. Um, he also talks about, he's, he says, I hardly ever read my Bible except when preparing a talk or lesson. And that did make me laugh personally because I was a youth leader when I was in college. And that was when I was, like, starting to become <laughs> not christian anymore and i was totally like that too i'm like oh shit i gotta like think of something to like talk to these teens about yeah yeah i've been there i've been there <laughs> so the bible's 
quite boring and it's super I, hard to make it into like a preach thing if you just kind of jump into it as a as a teen. Now, I can't fully get on board with you saying the Bible's boring. Some parts are boring, but some parts are pretty fucking cool. But how are you going to preach about the cool parts? Like Elijah sending all those bears to eat, yeah. the bears to eat those children. That rocked. The point of that chapter is like, hey kids, you should feel guilty more. Like, you okay. should not make fun of old religious <laughs> cuckoo banana dudes that are out there because they might call bears to eat you. A left-hand path magician will do chaos <laughs> Yes, exactly. So, uh, yeah, just uh, so much going on in this section. Yeah, and my um, book feels like it merged to – it's nonsense. (laughs) So I'm going to lean on you of what happens for a little bit right here. So once Bruce, like, goes into full detail on what a bad Christian he was, now it's time for the hard Christianity sell. And this is where the book goes into, like, okay, you're – technically like plot is happening right. but you're obviously trying to make sure the person reading this knows how to be saved uh he literally has like a three-page monologue about getting saved uh and he says it's really quite simple god made it easy that doesn't mean it's not a supernatural transaction or that we can pick and choose the good parts no i had never heard of it described like that it's it's basically the it's all routed through this concept of it's super easy. You just say the words. You just say but it. And then you're such- locked in forever into this contract. It's like fucking Ursula signing away at like yeah, the glowing but, soul. But there's all these other tracks that lead into this like bottleneck of just say the transaction of like that like are supposed to be on the opposite side, right? Yes. Like, well, you're just that good. But like going into it, you have to be – you know that you made the right call with like if you're feeding your walk the right way and it produces fruit, which, you know, if you get saved and you're not a good Christian and then you decide to try harder, there's an argument to be made that you're not saved. The right, because it didn't take right. And especially the way – I think the way they write it is actually a kiss off mark uh, mm, from what I was taught because mm. they basically make it sound like you'll do do all the stuff – but if you don't literally um, say ag- again, r- once you meet the the, the requirements, mm-hmm. the contract of like I believe in God and I'm I, I don't, they haven't walked us through it yet. They're getting close. Uh, but the way they describe it basically is like you could do the things, but for the wrong reason. Yes, and then become good. But then the way that I took but it, you gotta still you, say you the gotta do right. it again. Yeah, and you can go to hell. Yes. If you didn't do that. And I was like, that sounds like bullshit to me. I agree. I 100% agree. And I say that for two reasons. Again, bullshit for me right now and bullshit for me back then. Yeah, like, it just makes sense. Again, this is where I always, like, when I became unchristian, this is really <laughs> a large part of what got it for me. It's like, this just, like, makes no sense. Like, if you say the words at just the right time, like, then it counts. But if you don't say it in the right order, then it doesn't count. And, it's like, but you're doing the same Things. And there's literally no, not literally, the, the, from my experience, there's no good apparatus for the concept of getting saved 13 times. No. Other than those other, well, the other times were destined to not work and here you are now. But also they, you know, at, at the end of this chapter, <laughs> Bruce is like, if you don't get saved now, you might get hit by a car. Dude, oh my God, it, it ends this chapter and goes so hard at the end. Which makes sense. Um, Which, yeah, from their viewpoint, like from this worldview, you gotta, you gotta go hard yeah. because then you're gonna burn in hell forever. But it's basically like, you think you're good 
Uh, well, he has this line. Lots of people thought they could earn their way to God or to heaven by doing good things. But that's probably the biggest misconception ever. That, which, evangelicals that, love that. I think, yeah. I mean, it. I do They're think that's true. I, I, I don't think people actually think that they can do community service to get in heaven. I, I think, think some people do. I think certain strains right, of Christianity. People, yeah. No, no. We're talking about evangelical Christianity. Yeah. I do think certain strains of Christianity are like, oh, you live a good life and that's how you go to heaven, which makes sense. Because like, why does it matter what you're doing in your brain if you're not living it? And that's like, was kind of their point. But that's where it never made sense to me. It's like, so wait, a person could be a horrible serial killer and then like at the last second before they die, be like, I'm right. sorry. And, and, <laughs> and you go to heaven. Yeah. But like and, someone who was actually like good, but just like thought that like Muslims didn't go to hell forever, <laughs> like is going to go to hell. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> yeah. This it's, it's. And then that also, like, it, I'm probably going off too far on the tracks in this, but this brings go. up a big paradox that really fucked up my brain when I was younger too, which is, I remember like asking in Sunday school, it's like, well, what if people have never heard of Jesus before oh. or the Bible? And they're like, well, that's why we have to have missionaries. And it's like, well, what if people don't reach them and they never hear? Are they going to go to hell? That's not fair. And the teachers would be like, well, no. If they've Shut never, the fuck if up, ne- bitch. If they've never heard, then, 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 then there's other ways they can do it. And then I'm like, then why are there missionaries? Because once you tell them, then you're, you're damning them to hell. Yes. So you should just leave them alone. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, one of the tulips, which we're going to get into. Oh God! See that, that that I don't know about. My church was not big on tulip well, I Calvinist to, I, I, shit. No, I went to a Christian school. Ah, so this is an area I do not know about. Uh, total depravity of man, unlimited atonement. Oh man, limited atonement. <laughs> we got them both. We got uh, them both. One of them basically is. I'm gonna look it up. I think the I is basically the. Um, Something, something, you, people know what God is. If no one on the planet that would have chosen to get saved. Okay, okay, alright, you ready for it? Alright. The five essential doctrines of Calvinism are total depravity, unconditional election, limited atonement, irresistible grace, That's and perseverance of the saints. Yeah, irresistible, it's like, well, everyone wants to be saved. Irresistible grace down. and perseverance of the saints is basically saying that if you are a tribe uh, completely cut off, you have a way to become saved outside of missionary work. Um, they, it's described several different ways. Um, some, you know, some even literally say that like God, um, themself will show, you know, just... some of my, uh, learnings even got dangerously close to be like, well, you know, if they just called God by the wrong name. Right, but it's like, but they don't know what Jesus is. Right. Like, what are you talking about? Well, no, that's why it makes no sense, and they... And also, sorry, like, the whole, like, oh, well, Calvinism and Tulip, I'm like, that's like, a guy just said that. He just, like, made that up. That's not in the Bible. I mean, like, that's everything. I, that, that's what I'm saying. This is why I No, this is why when you start to think about it too hard, it's like, you can't. Well, like, one of you the, can't do it. One of the illogical re- release valves is... Those people would, even if they were born not in a remote island off of Papua New Guinea, but born in like uh, Athens, Georgia, yeah. would have chosen oh to God. not be Christians. See, and that's also where the whole like is predestined is just what was going to happen. Yeah. And I'm like, and I hate this. That's hate why this. like some religious sickos who like to add a little bit of theology, a little bit of uh, learning to it, 
uh, wear their number of tulip on their sleeve. Am I a two-third tulip? Am I oh a, a three? I'm getting horrible flashbacks a, a to, to like religion, being a religion major now and yeah. arguing with other religious studies majors. Because limited atonement means the people that will be saved are the only people that Jesus died for. And the other ones, he's like, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't, I don't and, give a shit about you. Which means God knows what's going to happen, which means you l- technically don't have free will. Yes. Because only one thing's going to happen. You have free will to do what you would have done. Yeah. But I, there's only one course of action. That's going to happen. Yes. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it so much. I I, we, I remember we had an argument. <laughs> I remember you like started crying. I did. We were in the car. We were driving in the car and, and got like, into an argument like, about predestination I'm and like, free will. If God is omnipotent, we have no free will. And I was like, that's fucked up. God is not telling us what to do. We just we only have the choice to do what we will do, which I think is true. I mean, I would always if, do, if wave you, my hands like this. If you look at it from like the viewpoint of the like the looking back, it's, it's a circ- always it's, it's a circular like argument that. looking back. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, sorry, <laughs> we really went off on a tangent. Right, yeah, I mean, but, but it is, it's important. Like it's, it is what they're talking about here, you right? Know? Because so many of the holes in this chapter is written bad. Also, my book version of it felt very weird. <laughs> I actually think I hope I don't want you to ever change the version you're reading. I I think you need to read the fucked up version. That's I, just how it needs like, to be. It's like speed running with like glitches. And yeah, stuff exactly. Like that. Yeah, you need to read the glitch version to to make it really. But I never you know, know when it's pop. when it's bad writing versus a bad PDF scanlation, <laughs> or right? Whatever. Um. So I I don't know if this happened to you too, Tim, but they Bruce Barnes was doing the like. I'm quoting a Bible verse, but like not saying I'm quoting a Bible okay. verse. I, that really jumped out to me. I'm really surprised that we didn't get any chapter and verse. I am too. Yeah. I am really shocked. But I think because he talks in this chapter too about being uh, hesitant to to, to uh, evangelize, right? To right. Uh, ask people about their walk and shit like that. Which my man, I'm right there with you. Um, How's and, your walk? And so he's kind of awkward about it. And uh, but that being said, I can kind of see like you're gonna scare away a frightened little lamb um, by being like, "Yo," and Matthew says this. And like right. I don't give a fuck. Like I don't know, like what are you talking What's a about, Matthew? Matthew? I, and it is like I there's feel like, another one. I feel like I've like heard people who like did not grow up like Christian, didn't grow up around the Bible, like being like Matthew, like fourteen, like twelve. What are you saying? What like are you saying? Are you, like yeah, man, it's chapters and verses is broken down. You like telling that. me I need to be feel guilty about masturbating because a third Timothy says. <laughs> But yeah, I got like extremely flashbacks to Awadas during this section <laughs> because he does the, the Bible says it's not by works of righteousness that we have done, but by his mercy, God saved us. And I'm like, I can like feel it like yeah. coming out of my mouth. Cause like, I don't know, for those of you who don't know what Awana is, was that, did you do Awana at your I church? did not, but all my friends did. But you're familiar with it. Yeah. Awana is, um, brainwashing children to memorize like thousands of Bible verses, <laughs> essentially. And they would get cute little like jewels in a crown. Uh, for the amount of Bible verses you can memorize. And it's like and on I Wednesday was, night or It's on like Wednesday that. nights. Um, I was so good at it. I memorized so many Bible verses. Like, I, it would be like each like year you'd have like a book that you were trying to get through. Mm-hmm. And you would like say to your later, like you just, you know, quote all the Bible verses you had memorized. And I ripped through the book and I'm like, give me more. I'm going <laughs> to memorize more Bible verses. Damn, what a they were like little like flashcards. And I had, like, I remember them so viscerably, uh, viscerably, viscerally. viscerally and miserably. Miserably. Yeah. Um, uh, I went to Christian school. So I did that regardless. 
And honestly, it would have been an unfair advantage to all these other fools out there. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was out there. I, I was like a child who could talk to adults about oh, these things. About the Lord. About the Lord. <laughs> and I'm not joking. I did it a lot. It was weird. <laughs> I was a weird kid. I, had, I was too, honestly, like, looking back, I mean, that's a weird thing to do to be like, I'm going to memorize 1,000 Bible verses. <laughs> I was not normal. <laughs> I just like hanging out with like older people being like, well, here's what the Bible says. And not, not, um, uh, even, even jailizing at them or trying to get them saved, but just, you know, discussing, debating, philosophizing. Yeah. What a, what a fucking, what a fucking nerd. <laughs> I want to go back. Sorry. I'm, I was weird. Now I'm different weird. I'm different weird. You'll probably like me less now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, then at the very end, after Bruce has this fucking monologue about uh, salvation, he straight up asks Rayford if he's ready to get saved right then. So you want to get down on your knees? Like or, right now, I'm going to start sucking. Uh, um, <laughs> and, Ra- and Rayford's like, yeah, I got to think about it a little bit more. And this is where <laughs> Bruce is like, well, Tim, you want to read? <laughs> but people die every day in car accidents. Plane crashes. Oh, sorry. I'm sure you're a good pilot. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> but what could be worse than finally finding God and then dying without him because you've waited so long? <laughs> the book stares at you making eye contact the reader. Hmm. Hmm. I also was thinking, I, I actually in my like half asleep state this morning, an idea came to me, which is that I want to start a, a, a post-rapture death list because we already know that one flight went down like post-rapture. And then wasn't there some other crazy story of like a bad like well, well, well. Alan Tompkins got exploded to yeah, high hell. If you find out the Illuminati's doing bad, they're going to shoot you in the head. You're going to get in car accidents. You know. So it's like we got to like assume all these people in the immediate aftermath of the rapture who are dying are going straight to hell. Yeah, and they're still in the bad times, but they're not in the cartoon bad. Yeah, times, they haven't quite gotten there. Which yeah, I'm hopeful. For when, the first time I've ever said, I can't wait for the characters to go to church, because I'm super curious if that's when we get the lore of the entire series, aka seven years of bad times, explicitly something like three and a half years of insanely bad times, or four years or something like that. Yeah. Where we get like the bold. Yeah, 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 it's like the first three and a half years are like, Bad, bad, and then the the next three and a half, and then years, the comic book happens. That's when it's like, okay, you're gonna be bitten by scorpions, or, yeah, or like I don't know, whatever. It's gonna be like there's gonna be a, a mammon comes down, yeah, Gog and Magog, a giant fucking wooden uh, asteroid hits the Earth, and all the waters. Oh my god, out. yes. Oh fuck, what was that called? I it, it was mammon. No, it was like worm, like oh, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Worm yeah. tongue. Guys, I gotta Worm, get- Is it Wormwood? Wormwood. That's yeah. what it is. Wormwood. Guys, we have to get- I have to- We gotta go fa- We gotta start doing 36 chapters, because I yeah. gotta get to book six. No, I'm kidding. Well, I actually feel like we're com- going along at a pretty good clip, because we're almost halfway done right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, or getting close. And we're- Guys, we're getting so close to Nikolai Carpathia, like, I'm so actually s- showing up. Yeah, is this- I again, like- This is a lot of groundwork for yeah. both the book and for us- you know, there are, <laughs> I was getting nervous that we were repeating ourselves too much, but it's the book's fault. It's the book's fault. It's not our fault. Um, and obviously things are going to get spicier once the Antichrist shows up, mm. but they, they got to keep us hanging. Like they, they, they dangling the Antichrist in front of us. Yeah. Eventually we can focus more on how insane the plot is and how much it rules. Yeah. It, but right now we, we are trying to get you saved via the Left Behind books. So yeah. Be careful. I, I like that the two chapters that we talked about today, chapter one, explosion, <laughs> <laughs> chapter two, 
get saved, you dirty bitch, so you don't go to hell. An extremely (laughs) oddly written, clunky uh, chapter that feels so explicitly about talking to you, the reader. Yes. God, I want to – I used to have all of these – uh, downloaded. I should go see uh, on on book on tape. I should go see if I have them in one of my old hard drives, along with like oh, my college papers. Fuck and yeah! Who knows what Damn. else? But uh, or just find an archival backup again. And yeah, yeah. I would love to listen to some of these chapters. Oh my god! To see if the because like again, most of these early books I r- read, aka on on cassette tape, right? Um, in the car. In the car. Uh, with my dad. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna like, you're gonna get pilled listening to it. It's gonna like it's gonna unlock, it it's gonna yeah. unlock something in your brain. You're gonna get activated. Yeah. A like you're a fucking uh, winter soldier. Fat <laughs> is gonna get dissolved and unlocked. Like, oh, damn. I need to buy a fuck ton of Dragon Ball Z toys. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm a Christian again. I'm, I'm bad to be a Christian. Uh, did you buy a Dodge Caravan? Yeah. I did. <laughs> Obviously, and with a tape deck. <laughs> and I need it. Uh, Tim was making fun of me um, a, a while ago because I wanted to buy a still mul- am. Uh, a multi music playing tool uh, that included a tape deck in it and, and a CD player and a and record a CD- player. Yeah, I want it all. No, I want it all. Too bad. No, you're gonna get those. You're gonna get those left behind tapes, and you're no. Gonna I'm it. not. I'm gonna go to the library and get it in CD. Well, I'm gonna get it for you. No, and then you're gonna have to be like, <laughs> thank you, because I got it for easy gift. Dear, dear listener, <laughs> Jennifer has been told not to get a cassette player a million times. It's not just it. a cassette player; it does everything. But we should get a better record player. <laughs> we don't need a CD player. What if I? No, I do. No, listen, oh, guys, we can't. We can't stop. No, no, no. This is actually it. very important because you need to know. That one of the hosts is a dirty hypocrite because <laughs> we can talk shit about all this Jesus stuff, but Jennifer wants to buy a CD player and a cassette tape to have alternate version of BTS songs. Yeah. Jennifer <laughs> has to give 10% of yeah, her I money to BTS. And I, I'm not, I think it's good to have. I want to hear the guide versions. <laughs> you can, I'm sure you can download those. Oh, but I want to play it in my home. Get archival backups. Oh my God, guys. I, we're going to get a divorce now. <laughs> we have to stop. Um, I did have one overall observation after reading this chunk, which is that again, the way they treat conspiracy theories in this is so weird. Yeah. Because like they'll have the characters being like, that's crazy. Like for like th- they bring up like tabloids and aliens and be like, those people are crazy. But then they just talk about like one world currency, new world order stuff. Like it's yeah. whatever. Yeah. Cause I think in the phrase I use too much is have their cake and eat it too, where they're basically talking about how crazy these things are, uh, to, to kind of have the characters be like, well, I don't believe this yet. I don't realize I'm in the book. And also to be like, no, this is, this is happening in our book. We're teeing up the stuff. Yeah. So we're both letting people seem crazy, be crazy, but also without sort of like clarifying it weirdly, a lot of the things we're saying are true. Yeah. It's like that. I just, strange. I just feel like in right wing evangelical culture, there are certain things that are conspiracy theories that they're like, but that's real though. And those are fine for you to talk about. Yeah. Like, like, like yeah. I mean, we don't need to get into it because we'll get this into is it. where we start to looping back around to Alex Jones and, right. and all that crew. Like, we don't know? need to talk about Epstein on oh, our God. beautiful <laughs> podcast right now. <laughs> Not yet. Um, there's gotta, okay. There's gotta be like, speaking of Epstein, uh, <laughs> we were, uh, planning on launching the Patreon right around now, July 30th. Um, but we didn't appropriately account for GeeklyCon 
And, and being tired. And being tired. And flash floods happening. And in floods our and got to repair. So we're going to push that back a little bit more. That being said, we need money. Uh, our house is falling apart. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, we're not, obviously we're not doing it because we need money because we do, we were raised religious. So we have a very, very complicated, uh, relationship to, uh, making things. Yes. And getting paid for it. Yes. So, uh, I even, I, I do joke that being raised Baptist the way that I was and being a content creator is one of the worst things in the world because I actively feel guilty <laughs> for being yeah. praised for doing things. Yes. And f- which people who know me are like, Tim, that's not true. The reason why you, I, I am the way I am is because I have to push you through to my lean, barrier. You have to lean into it. I have it. to lean into yeah. it. And that makes me seem like a, a fucking egomaniac. But I'm not really. Uh, maybe. Uh, sometimes if you, <laughs> maybe, maybe. sometimes yeah. if you act so, away so long, mm, you become that. You become you that. Become that. Which is why you have to be careful when you make shitty jokes a lot. Cause right. It, it moves your own personal yeah. Yeah, Overton way. When you stare into the abyss, it stares back. But also, it, me, think value in what I'm doing, that's taking glory from the Lord. <laughs> Even though we don't believe in God. <laughs> yeah. So um, I need to go to therapy and we need to set up a, a revenue stream, not just to make money, but also to give you cool things to listen exactly. to as well. And, 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 so we can uh, spend more time on it. Yeah. And, and selfishly, Jennifer and I want to do more stuff. And we know that, and unselfishly, we know that people like the stuff we do. Like, I just, I have so many ideas for things I'm I want to do. I'm literally justifying it to my brain because I still, like, while saying too many words about you're, why I think it's bad, I'm, I'm still, I can't help You're myself. being anxious about it. Yeah. But, like, think about, I just feel like it would be very fun for us to do, let's say, dramatic readings of chick tracks. Like, yeah. I, I, I People think, are already sending us these left behind Oh, things. we have to, we have to watch them. Yeah. We need to do, like, a Mystery Science Theater style yeah. watch through them. Have some of our, uh, uh bestest friends on. And to, to, like Bachman already has uh, Mike yes. Bachman from Greetings Adventurers, uh, our Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Very, 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 very funny dude who wasn't really raised religious uh, and pretty much consistently doesn't consume the things for which we do side projects on. Yes. And he always jokes about us not inviting him. But uh, he also has uh, an intense love of weird rabbit hole things. Yes. So there's a thousand weird things. We need him to find like, about already. VHS tapes. Left behind, like I bet. He, I wonder if we can find some. Oh, you mean like literally the yeah. the pastor ones? Yeah, yeah, maybe. He's he's been on a real because uh, he he has left behind on tape. He has yeah. Isn't he also? Aren't we also getting? The, speaking of records, aren't we also going to get the soundtrack <laughs> on uh, uh, whatever it is? That's a good point. So yeah. So anyway, there's a lot of side things that we want to do with this. Um, I I am enjoying doing this podcast. I want to keep deep diving into it. Every time I like read new chapters, there's just something new and crazy mm-hmm. to talk about. So and just think about how much fun we're going to be able to have with equating Patreon to tithing. Oh oh, and then guilt tripping you like yeah. Do you you um, of course could listen to you know these episodes or, or exclusive episodes later, but what if you Get it by a car. Yeah, and then you won't be able to. So we'll you, have you need so to do much your. Fun. You need to do your t- Patreon tithing now. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe people deserve to be paid for their effort. But not for me. Not you. Yeah, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Well, thank you everyone for joining us uh, on this slightly weird energy. I mean, I don't know. Our, our no, I don't think it was that. It's I mean, weird. 
I, I feel weird in my brain. But it's the weird energy the way – it's no worse than, like, the first episode. That's true. That's true. Uh, and this was this was a great chapter chunk of chapters to talk about. Again, I am still craving Nikolai Carpathia. I I, I hope he shows. There's just like one scene that I'm like dying to talk about that is, is and it's got in this book. Yes, yeah. it's definitely in this book. I feel like it's coming up very soon. Yeah. So we'll see if it if we hit it next time or not. Yeah. And you know, I talk about wanting to do more, but there's just so much to talk about about how weird these books are. Uh, yeah, I don't think we can fit it. I, I think two chapters is about the most you can do because there's yeah. too much weird shit. Yeah, I know us. I, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone. You can find me on Twitter at Tim Lanning. You can find Jennifer on Twitter at Jennifer Cheek. Um, I have a link tree there that le- leads you to all the various other things that I do. Uh, ironically enough, I am a full-time content creator, so there's various Twitch streams podcasts, videos here, whatever. Check that out. Jennifer, is there anything specific you would like to plug? Well, you could listen to Gritting's Adventures. Okay. It's the D&D podcast that Tim and I are on. We recently started season two, so it's a good time to jump into mm-hmm. a new arc because our previous arc was like so many episodes yeah. long. You should still listen to that too, but if you want to ease your jumping off point, start with season two. And then also we do a show called Dear Internet where I go dig around on Reddit and other places uh, to read just the most bad shit advice uh questions that mm-hmm. people have and we talk about them yeah you can listen to any episode darren and and you'll be happy um for greetings adventures we also just released our live show that yes. we did at geekly con um and it it's designed to be listened to even if you haven't listened to any episode of us uh so give that a try it, it is technically a, a canonical episode but um it is uh, uh formatted for anyone to listen to and i think you'll like it yeah i think that's it for me that's it for me well like a thief in the night we are gone <laughs>